and welcome to my first podcast, which is going to be about plans for my new mystery series, provisionally entitled The Jesse Kirkles Chronicles, in memory of my dog Jesse, who died last week. And if that sounds a bit maudlin, it's not supposed to be. She had a long and interesting life and a good death. But obviously I've been moping about the house for the last few days, thinking about her, and I realised that I had been living for the last few years as one half of a human-dog duo, and I was going to have to get used to living without uh, the furrier half, my dear, my dear Jessie. And what better way to do that than to, than to write a book or a series of books? Um, and I, at first I thought, well, I could, I could have an amateur female sleuth whose name is Jessie Kirkles, and just leave it at that. And then I thought, well, what if our amateur female sleuth had a dog who'd just died, whose name was Jessie? And she was coming to terms with that, and she felt that the spirit of the dog somehow lived on and was helping to guide her when solving the mysteries. Um, not sure. I mean... The, not sure how useful um, dogs are in solving mysteries. They're very good at um, sniffing out sausages that have been dropped on the floor at parties, aren't they? And um, Jessie was very good at catching frisbees midair when they'd been thrown. And uh, they're very friendly and they they bark. But I mean, we'll we'll come to that. We'll 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 find a role for her, or for her special skills. And to be honest, it doesn't, doesn't matter too much because uh, it, this isn't paranormal. It's, it's uh, I mean, she's just slightly deluded, that's all. The dog isn't helping to solve the mysteries. The mysteries are helping her to come to terms with the loss of her dog. So we need a mystery. Uh, I'm not sure. This is going to be a cosy mystery, so no child ad- abduction or torture or rape or anything horrible like that. Um, Perhaps some Baroque deaths, that's fine. Uh, People who deserve it. Little outs or, you know, people who are rude on buses. That sort of thing. Um, So we can have loads, you know, we can have lots and lots of uh, deaths because there there are plenty of um, deserving causes, aren't there? It's going to be set in London. Um, So perhaps our heroine who I haven't got a name for her either. Um, my friend Brenda has got a sister called Emily Castles. And that's a great name, isn't it? I've never met Emily. Um, but we could appropriate her name for this story. So Emily, Emily lives in London. And we need for our story a, a cast of colourful characters um, which is great because there are people from all over the world living here so a Japanese schoolgirl with long socks and white eyeshadow and some kind of arty background a sculptor or something or a DJ um, and with with skills that also might be useful in the solving of mysteries um, yet to be defined, we'll get to that. Uh, and Emily will need a love interest. A man who's good with his hands, obviously, a handy, capable man who can't show his true feelings. 
um, a blacksmith. We don't have many blacksmiths in London. Uh, miners are very popular at the moment after the rescue of the uh, Chilean miners. Uh, but that's a bit cheap, isn't it? To, so we, to have one of, to sort of stick one of those in. Uh, so we'll come up with something else. Um, a nice Polish electrician or something. Um, we've yet to meet all these people anyway. Um, we start, we start, we start with a bang, I think. Something exciting. A, a literal explosion would be wonderful. Um, and perhaps a series of explosions, and it would, it would turn out that it was fireworks, that it's bonfire night. So we know that it's in November, 5th of November, um, in the UK. We, we celebrate bonfire night um, either on the 5th or on one of the weekends closest to it, and we build bonfires and set off fireworks in memory of the foiled plot to kill, uh, to blow up the Houses of Parliament and to kill King James I of England, uh, the fourth of Scotland, um, by Guy Fawkes. But obviously in recent, in recent years, Halloween has become more popular. Uh, we see it on TV and in American films. So those two events get very mixed up. So we could have, um, we can have scary masks and, um, unpleasant neighborhood children running around uh, lots of lots of local color it'd be great so emily's been invited somewhere um invited to a to an empty house at the end of the street or to some spooky haunted building some interesting building some landmark building somewhere in london one of the museums or pump house in, in Battersea Park, which is not far from where I live. More details that we need to sort out. Um, I mean, has something disappeared? Has somebody died? We do need to really know what the mystery is, actually, and have a title for the book. Um, but we'll work all that out. We, we, we can set the scene anyway, can't we? Um, Emily's Emily's walking to this party she's been invited to. It's bonfire night. She's carrying something homemade and portable. Um, and she's looking forward to a, to a good evening. But um, we suspect, because we've picked up a, a mystery book from the shelves, we suspect it's, uh, it's not going to turn out the way that she thinks. So how about... Um, we start with the explosion. We've got the, the lights um, up in the sky, mingling, not, not mingling, but up, up with the stars. Um, memories of Jesse, London, um, something like this then. The sky exploded with a thousand deaths that night. She looked up. Tiny colored lights hung in the blackness like midget gems suspended mid-rinse in a toddler's open mouth. The sizzling sausage smell of blackening flesh made her think of her dog Jessie, who had died the week before, peacefully, after a long and happy life. As she moped about the house in the ensuing days, she realised she'd been operating for many years as one half of a human dog duo, and she'd have to get used to life without the furrier half. 
If she'd been carrying a diagram of the human body, she could have pointed to the place where the long wound ought to have run from just beneath her armpit to just above her thigh as a physical manif manifestation of the recent enforced separation from her dog. But she had no outward scar, and she wasn't carrying a diagram of the human body. She was carrying an asparagus and goat's cheese quiche and a bottle of rosé wine. She was on her way to the bonfire party at the big house at the end of the road, at the invitation of the new owner, whom she had never met. Ordinarily, she wouldn't have gone. Ordinarily, she would have been at home with Jessie, just in case the dog was disturbed by the noise of the fireworks. But those days were gone. And when the handwritten invitation had been slipped through her letterbox, well, she'd interpreted it as a sign that she should start a new life and find some new friends. How was she to know she was making an appointment, not just with a new life, but with death? Obviously that last bit's a bit rubbish, um, and it all needs editing, um, and we need to know what the mystery is, and be good to have a title. But apart from that, I mean, we're, you know, um, we're in good shape. So thank you for joining me. I hope you'll come back and hear a little bit more um, about how the book's developing. Until next time, bye-bye.